We need to talk about what just happened. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. How is that not a penalty? Pass to Matthews, closes, scores! Holy mackinac, they win it in overtime! And thank God the call was missed. Morgan Riley turning up ice from the corner to the left of Freddie Anderson has his stick slashed in half. No call, a three on two for about 12 seconds until Riley gets back into the play, picks up the loose puck, a two on one with Matthews. And Joe, I don't think out of all the goals I've seen Austin Matthews score, I'm not so sure I've seen this move. Faked the shot and then went forehand, backhand, roof. What a roller coaster of emotions on many fronts. Crisis averted. The three-game skid officially over. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5.9 of the fan. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you breaking it down at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. If you'd like to chime in on Twitter, Sam McKee and Danielle Furtado along for the ride as well. Chris Johnson coming up here on the broadcast, but uh, my goodness, what an ending there from the no call and the slash. I thought it was over there. Morgan Riley should have got off. Next thing you know, he's still on and Austin Matthews really good at hockey still. Uh, 56 regular season games. Normally there's 82. This year there's 56. You won't remember all of them. You won't remember close to all of them. You'll remember this one. Hmm. And, and, and this is a really good kind of shaping game for the Toronto Maple Leafs heading into what they hope to do in the playoffs. And just going over that play there. And Joe Bowen weighed in after that. What a great play by Morgan Riley. What a bad play by Morgan <laughs> Riley. Like first he, he you're right, you know, you're right about like like you can hear Joe quite often. Hey, let's face it. Well, guys are home announcers a little bit more they uh, kind of lean towards penalties being called. Uh should be called in the benefit of the home team, but Morgan Riley's stick got knocked right out of his hands and he didn't exactly so he he argued so he didn't super race to the bench. He was tired. He did a slow loop. It took like they had the puck a 3 on 2 forever. And really, I thought someone should, like Joe said, jumped off the bench and got in the fray. They already been on too long for a three-on-three. And then to end in that fashion, Austin Matthews with that beautiful, sweet, highlight reel goal. And But but overall, good on the Toronto Maple Leafs. They outplayed the Winnipeg Jets big time tonight. They ran into a super hot goaltender in Connor Hallibuck. And all you can do is be persistent and don't give up and keep coming. And that's what they did. It was disappointing when Winnipeg tied it late because Willie Nylander missed a wide open, wide open net that could have given the two goal bulge, but good on the Maple Leafs to come back and win it. And bottom line, Gord, this is a game they don't win in the past. I I just continue to have a different feel with this Maple Leafs team. I get it. We're only midway through this season. The full barometer will come in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but you still have a different feel. Uh, I I just think they seized the moment. Uh, They relished the opportunity ahead. They were down. Hellebuck was playing outstanding. And I really thought it was the guys who get paid all the money who stepped up in the third period. John Tavares with an all-world play, a good finish by Willie Nylander. And while Austin Matthews, uh, we had to dig deep to find the goal, I believe, from last year. He scored back in October or November, excuse me, against the Buffalo Sabres. But just, just the move, number one, full speed ahead, and just... The little margin he had to go shelf with that puck is insane to me. Yeah, it really was. really was. It's just, uh, And he was so pumped, too. Maybe he knew that Pasternak can score and Ovia scored, even though those, those aren't the guys he's battling directly yeah. as directly last year for the Rocker Richard trophy. But yeah, it just, you're right. I mean, the big guns came through and they'd lost three in a row. 
they're on the verge of losing four in a row. But we we said, like it's it's not bad. They played well in the three games. The only concern I consistently mentioned was the as I called it the Columbus syndrome from the summer that you were getting a little bit about okay you're playing well enough, but you don't win. Uh, your goaltender's playing well enough, but the other guy plays better, which is what happened against Columbus. And like I said, Leaf fans could somewhat accept seven game losses to a team like the Boston Bruins, but the Columbus one, no, not at all. So getting a little pickier, getting a little more irritable, uh, getting a little bit less patient about certain things. So you know what? They kind of helped Freddie Anderson out tonight. There's always going to be, a, it was about what, 10 days ago was Willie Nylander. Right now it's Freddie, just about how come we always get out goaltended? Well, anyway, they came I like up that with the voice, win. That's it. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my whiny kind of voice type thing. So I'm into it. So the Maple Leafs improved to 19-7 and two, the second of a three game set here with the Winnipeg Jets, a four three final in overtime. Austin Matthews the winner again. Mitch Marner and Morgan Riley picking up the assist. Just frantic pace in OT. What a finish uh, by Austin Matthews. Chris Johnson will hop on the program. Uh, we'll hear uh, via Zoom Sheldon Keefe and others. But to nip in the bud. Uh, this three-game losing streak I, I thought was monumental and big for this team. And again, they can win this set coming up on Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, the, I, I granted records are different now with um, the extra point and overtimes and shootouts, but 19-7-2. and two. Like here we're talking about potential crisis and they're 19-7-2. and two. Unbelievable. And uh, so, but you could say you want to go through the season without losing three games in a row. And that was not an unrealistic goal. Now they have lost three. You certainly don't want to lose four in a row. No. You know, you just don't. You just don't because that means, like, you don't want that to happen in the playoffs. You don't want that to happen again. You know, that kind of thing. So, uh, again, good on them. I, they just really impressed me tonight. They Like, these games have been entertaining. These games they've lost to Vancouver and Winnipeg were also very entertaining. But this one, they just kept at it. Connor Hellebuck, that may be the best game a goaltender has played in a Leaf game, whether home, uh, the visiting, or whatever, and he ends up losing overtime. But that's about as good as I've seen. I think we had short memory because that Columbus series, there was everything but the kitchen sink being thrown on Corpus Allo and Merzlikens, wasn't there? Yeah, but I have short memory right <laughs> we now. We are very I got a lot of things. You kidding? COVID world's taking its toll <laughs> about a lot of things. Yeah, only perfect. The one-year anniversary of it being deemed a pandemic worldwide. But again, just what a win. Uh, I know on Twitter people have been saying, oh, it felt like a playoff game, Gord. I really feel like this series is lacking a crowd and oh. the, the intensity. Like, I laugh oh. to you. I'm like, we saw our first scrum oh. of this three-game set in the third period of game two. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Like, it's just... <laughs> uh, it's, um, it's a different feel. Well, it, it's... it's there's, there's a real void as we go on. There's a real void because also, with the Leafs being so good so far this season... Yes, they're not they're not in the old Atlantic Division with Tampa Bay and Boston. I understand that, but you know they are where they are, and they're in first place. and And you can't embrace it, like you can't do what the fans enjoy with the Toronto Raptors. You know, like you know, just breathe it that way, share share it in the celebration that way, and the excitement that way. And yeah, it's it's just a funny world. You got the Texas Rangers. Apparently, what is that? Apparently, a full stadium they're allowing for their opening baseball game. <laughs> And you've got pretty well all the American arenas, not all, but most of them, 17 of them, uh, allowing fans in now. And you're, and you're hearing and seeing, like, if you've got 3,000 fans, they act like they're 18,000 in some places. They realize they got to pick, pick it up for everybody else, and they make a lot of noise, and it just it just suits it. So you're, so you're right about that. And, it, you know, the, the hope was maybe fans could start coming back in May. Right now, that seems like pie in the sky. But, hey, you know, and, and let's get back to it. One, one year ago, it was last night. 
least played the Tampa Bay Lightning. So it was the day before the world ended. You know, the NBA started it. The NHL jumped on it. Yeah, you know, or, sorry, the world came to a stop. And it hasn't ended. Uh, unfortunately, it has not ended. But, <laughs> unfortunately. But, but we had that. We 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 left that game at Scotiabank Arena like on the Tuesday, the night before. Uh, at least beat Tampa Bay, and we're thinking, okay, you know, stuff's going on, but we'll see you on Thursday. And like we said, it, it, it is a time to reflect. It's it's a time to, um, you know, it, it's a time to grieve those we've lost. It's also a time to um, say thanks once again to the frontline workers. Like it's been a, like they got thrown into it. And I include the people in the grocery stores and those kind of yes. places. Like, man, they think all of a sudden they're working at a frantic pace, like whatever, and they kept it up all the time. So it's, it, it's a time, like I said, it's a sentimental time, but also it's a time of gratitude. You're a pro, Gord. There's no doubt about that. Shout out to our frontline workers doing the real uh, heroic work. Um, we're just broadcasting. But the Maple Leafs, uh, 4-3 OT win tonight. Austin Matthews, um, so much risk conversation on my uh, on my Twitter. And again, that's wrist conversation, right. which is uh, a bit scary, uh, but we'll live with it. Um, and again, we're all talking about Austin Matthews' wrist. Uh, it, it's egregious to me to suggest this guy's nowhere close to 100%. He continues to score goals. For so you're probably getting risks and wrist in it because what are the risks about his wrist not being 100%? And, uh, okay, now we're going to dissect it. That's why he did the beautiful backhand oh, because he doesn't. Yucky, man. He was wiring a couple of shots. He was wiring a couple of shots. And, again, you know, the guy can skate. The guy's a force out there. The guy's a presence out there. Nowadays, particularly, it's not one of those. It's game seven in the playoffs, and you might bend it a little bit, push it a little bit cleared by the medical staff. Nowadays, they have so many protocols in place and that's so you got to believe he, he uh, can't say hurt it more unreasonably by playing. Just great to see him out there. Two goals the other night and uh, and the big goal tonight. Man, it was fun. This is a fun game. I'm really, I, I'm really reveling in, uh, love hearing Joe and Jim call it, by the way. Yeah. Like they, like they just bring They're it. Fired that's, up. Like, that's their kind of game. And you hear Bonesy on the call. You hear Ralphie then dissecting it at the end of that. Ralphie was revved up for that one, wasn't he? Was, he was. He yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, this is why we love sports. Like last night, there were five games in the NHL. Yeah. And I know people probably listening don't watch a ton of out of town games, so they do or they don't. Mm-hmm. But there was a Minnesota Vegas game that if you had a friend that you want to introduce them to hockey, that'd be the game you'd want to see. That was just a great game. Tonight would be that kind of game too. You know, just that kind of one that you, we're watching and we become fans again. 21 goals in 25 games for Austin Matthews. Just just let that breathe, what what this guy is doing this season without a crowd. Yeah. Boy, but you know, the crowd would be so interesting, too. Like, would they, would they, would they have been hard on Freddie tonight? Justin Bieber would, I don't know what he would do, but he would <laughs> but, be happy. But they, they would be so supportive. But, but you're, you're looking at, okay, so you're looking at a 63-goal season if you, you know, if he played 75 games, so 75 out of 82. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, he decided this year, last year, it kind of, I don't know, but caught people by surprise. Just thought it was kind of cool that he's battling, battling Alexander Ovechkin and David Pasternak for the Rocket Richard trophy. And I think this year he decided he wants to try to get over to like the team, get out to a lead early and, uh, you know, have that lead and let them battle. It's like they're passing the torch. I know Ovi struggled. He scored tonight. Um, he continues to pass milestones, but if you remember correctly, to the draft, Patrick Liney was the goal scorer, right? Yeah. All the conversation, Patrick Liney was the next Alex Ovechkin, and here we are in Toronto, we have the next Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. Well, we knew we had something special too, but that's a good point. That's a that, that's a good comparable with Patrick Liney that way. I think we I think almost we were a little bit unsure. It's this kid from Arizona who plays with Mark Crawford's team over in Switzerland, and you know, see, so, so you don't get to see him much, and 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 he's in a non traditional non-traditional background, non-traditional um, 
basically tutelage going over there. And big thing, they always said, hey, he's playing with men. That's huge. And sure enough, we saw it in Toronto right off the bat. You know, that was huge what came over. But, yeah, Line A, there just seemed to be a bit more awareness about that, that he was going to be the 50-goal sniper before Austin Matthews. Really is tremendous. Uh, Austin Matthews, the OT winner again. Chris Johnson is coming up. We'll have some Zoom calls as well. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic here on uh, Leafs Nation postgame. Uh, but again, to to salvage this one, Gord, before we hit the break, I, I think was was big uh, just for the psyche of this team. Uh, the way Connor Hellebuck was playing, I think the weight's lifted now knowing you scored uh, four goals on Hellebuck tonight, although he was outstanding. Yeah, and you go back at them again on Saturday. And, you know, we have, he's a frequent guest of ours and on the station, Bruce Boudreau. And he'll always talk about it just, and, and they love him in Boston. Yaroslav Halak's a, a great one-two tandem goaltender. Looks like the Bruins might need him now with Tuka Rask being out. But that that series single-handedly for the Montreal Canadiens against the Washington Capitals way back in 2010, just what a real hot goaltender can do. And speaking of hot, Gord, I, I posed the question on Leafs Nation pregame, would uh, Justin Bieber's love letter ignite the Maple Leafs? And I guess we got our answer, right? I guess you're right. You know, Full circle because his boy Matthew scores the winner. Well, his boy Matthew scored, and we don't need to have a hammer zip line debate. Uh, they're no more. <laughs> I know. They're right now, they're the Gonzo line. <laughs> so there we go. Yeah, as soon as we saw Kerfoot on that line, we're like, it's over. Yeah, it's tough to get the K in there. We'll try to figure something out. It was all a dream. That scored Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. A 4-3 OT win here for the Maple Leafs against the Winnipeg Jets. We'll continue to dissect. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet. 590 The Fan. Don't worry. We'll turn the lights off when we leave. But we're not done yet. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. All right, welcome back to Leafs Nation postgame, breaking down a 4-3 OT come-from-behind win via Austin Matthews. Another beauty. He's got 21 and 25. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy, at Gord Stelic on Twitter. Again, uh, Chris Johnson coming up. We'll hear some postgame momentarily. Um, and we got to talk about the musical chair that was Joe Thornton tonight as well, Gordo. He was a man for all seasons, <laughs> a man for all lines. And uh, what did you call it? The blended lines. Yeah. yeah, there was no zip line or, or there were, there was no hem line. Sheldon Keefe was really trying stuff out. He was really trying stuff out, and he made he made Joe Thornton the wild card a bit more, and he and he got Zach Hyman back up more playing with his buddies, his old buddies, and that. So uh, good on Sheldon for trying different things because you know real and and Mikheyev scores like Mikheyev, the guy that never scores, he, he scored. scored. <laughs> Hope it was going to be the game winner, but it ended up being uh, I guess the game tying goal. So. Yeah, so job well done. And again, yeah. uh, w- with that in mind, we, we talked about Freddie Anderson, but the whipping boy two weeks ago was Willie Nylander, Gord. Before we get to him, I th- I thought he was really, really effective and really, really good again tonight. He's played great a number of games. Yeah. He has. And that, and that's just you know <laughs> what he's going to be. And I just remember two weeks ago, too, like these these deep questions being asked of him. You know what? It's just hockey. People's relaxed, like just kind of get the like an Oprah Winfrey royal family interview or something like that. You know, just... Just chill about it. Guy had five shots tonight, too. Willie Nealander. He needed to shoot the puck more. That's always the thing. He'd said that a while ago. He hadn't been shooting the puck, and he's shooting the puck a bit more, which probably is part and parcel with creating chances and all that good stuff. But uh, he's and he should have. They should have won in regulation because that was one. It wasn't a Connor Halibut save, and it was a wide open net. If he just could have tucked it in with about a minute before Winnipeg tied it up. Talk about shot props, which I know you know all about, but Mitch sure Mana, Mitch Mana has yep. had five shots on goal tonight, Gord. Yeah, that's why you're giving him shot props. Yeah. And uh, he got, I also like his excitement and enthusiasm. That I think it's a little contagious, like when he's when he celebrates the goal. And he, uh, 
it was important because it 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 kind of broke the uh, the the veneer of invincibility mm-hmm. on Connor Hallibuck. There was a cloak yeah. on there, wasn't there? Was. There was. So yeah. I mean, and really, it was kind of thing that that Hallibuck had made a great save, and Mitch Marner just uh, Mitchie on the spot on the rebound and puts it in. And so that's just kind of okay. Okay, we can keep at it. We can. It's going to be hard to beat, but we can beat this guy. No doubt about that. And again, some severe props as well to uh, John Tavares. Uh, just a dangle there in the third period feeds Willie Nylander, who again was really effective. Let's hear now from William Nylander. William, so many great chances tonight. Uh, you do get the big one. What, what, what was this night like for you? How would you describe it? You know what? It's uh, I think it's been a lot of good games from our line in a row. And I mean, keep getting chances and we just keep battling and get the puck in there. So, I mean, it was a terrific pass from John. I mean, just had an open net. So just had to put it in there. I mean, had a couple open nets. So at least I scored one. Next up, we'll go to Josh Clipperton, Canadian Press. Go ahead, Josh. Hey, Willie, we know Austin has a sore wrist. What's the degree of difficulty on that winner? I mean, that was unreal. I mean, the highlight reel goal, I mean, similar to the one he scored against Buffalo, uh, I think it was last year, but it was uh, it was sweet. Next up, we'll go to Lance Hornby, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Lance. William, guys, glad you could pull one out uh, for Freddie. It's been a couple of uh, tough games for him lately. Sorry? I'm sorry, could you uh, comment on uh, you guys pulling one out for Freddie Anderson? It's been a couple of tough games for him lately. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think he's been playing good. He's had uh, I mean, a lot of chances against and stood, uh, stood, stood like a brick wall in there tonight. So it was, uh, it was fun to see. We'll go back to Mark Masters. Go ahead, Mark. William, did you have to, you know, we don't often see you get frustrated outwardly during games. Did you have to calm yourself down? Like, how, how did you deal with that tonight? No, sometimes it's good to get frustrated, so. I like it. Is there anything that in particular stands out about Hellebuck? I mean, he's the reigning Vesna Trophy winner. What stands out the most about the challenge he presents? I mean, he's common in that. I think we just got to get to him and get more guys in front of the net so uh, he doesn't see pucks so well. But, I mean, obviously he's a great goalie, and we got to get a, get a, do a good job to get to the net. And last one here, we'll go to Jonas Siegel, the athletic. Go ahead, Jonas. Hey, William, I'm just wondering what you think the key ingredient is to uh, the way you're playing right now. What do you think is driving it? I think we, uh, I mean, we have worked on our game as a line with uh, me and John and encouraged and, and we've got, got going. And I think we built off of a couple of good stretches here. And I mean, this is where we want to be every night. The calm, cool and collected Willie Nylander Gordo. Yeah. And he jumped really quickly saying, you know, Freddie Anderson's been playing well and uh, good on him being loyal to his teammate. I think, uh, I think, the question just was being asked that it's not like everyone's questioning Freddie Anderson's ability, but just, uh, goaltenders were killing him. Thatcher Demko and uh, of late, and certainly uh, Connor Hellebuck, you know, stealing games by and large. So, um, yeah, get the goaltender out of it because goal, you help your goaltender out who've been playing fine. But quite frankly, the other guys have played better. The other guys have played sensational last four games. Yeah, and talk about sensational. Uh, Austin Matthews, 21 goals now in 25 games, scores the OT winner tonight. I've run out of superlatives to describe this guy, so let's hear from him now. Austin, uh, can you just take us through the goal in overtime going from the uh, non-call on Morgan to the setup and then your move to beat Hellebuck, please? Yeah, uh, I mean, honestly, it was just a lot of chaos. I don't really – I can't really walk it through it. It happened so fast. And, um, you know, Mitchie made a nice play. I think he got just got the puck out of there. And then, um, you know, obviously we've been out there for a while. Their guy's been out there for a while. So I think everybody's just really tired. So we had a little two-on-one and Mo made a really nice pass to me. And, I uh, just try to uh, self-shot and uh, take it to the backhand and try to find some open net. 
overall, how were you guys able to get past? I don't the frustration, if you want to call that, of not being beating uh, Hallibach through the first two periods. Yeah, I mean, he he played really well. Like you got to tip your hat to him. He made some incredible saves. Like we had some really good looks, some really good chances, and um, you know he he came up big. So uh, you know sometimes you got to tip your hat, but I'm you know proud of the way everybody really stuck stuck with it and. Um, you know, a couple of big goals, a couple of huge plays by Johnny, JT, and uh, and Willie, and then uh, you know, Kerf to Mickey there, and um, you know, giving us the lead. So, um, you know, I just think we we just stuck with it. Uh, we got to the net and, and capitalized on some chances there in the third period for sure. Next up, we'll go to Josh Cleverton, Canadian Press. Go ahead, Josh. Austin, it's easy to talk about sticking with it, but how difficult is it to stick with it when when your goalie is on the other end is you know is doing what he was doing tonight. It's frustrating, of course, but just got to stick with it. Next up, we'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Austin, what stands out to you about the way Zach Hyman has been playing here of late? I mean, he's been lights out. Um, I think uh, he's a guy that works hard every night, and you know, you know what you're going to expect from him every night. And uh, I mean, he's extremely easy to play with because you know he's he's just going to get in there and battle and, and work. So. Um, you know, he's had a couple uh, really, really nice goals lately. He's really been letting the hands come out to play. So uh, it's been uh, it's been pretty fun to watch. And obviously playing with him, it's uh, it's always fun too. You mentioned this group is, is is really tight. Why do you think it's gelled so well this season so far? I don't know. I mean, we've had a lot of guys here for some time, but uh, I definitely think the guys that we brought in have really brought some, uh, some great energy in the room and, um, you know, a lot of experience and I think, uh, just getting everybody involved and everybody gelling. And, um, you know, I think that leads to, uh, to on the ice as well. So last one here, we'll go to Steve Simmons, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Steve. On the winning goal, is that a play that where you'd normally shoot if you're, you know, if you're perfectly healthy or is that something that you just came up with at that moment? Just something I came up with at that moment. Well, there's your answer, Gord, if you're wondering right there. <laughs> shortened to the point with Steve. Yes. Uh, yeah. Just came up at that moment. I wish I could do that. I wish, I wish in life we had something we could come up and excel that much just with a split decision, but uh, it is the play. Very few can do it. Nylander jumped on it too. You remember right away. It was the Buffalo game last year that he did it. And uh, yeah, cause you don't, you don't forget it. And that's going to be part of why this will be one of the games we do not forget in this Toronto Maple Leaf regular season. I learned how to edit on my uh, MacBook Air in the last year during this pandemic. So I've just put a side-by-side out on Twitter at the Golden Muzzy of the Buffalo goal and the goal tonight. They're like carbon copies. Although we had a better move in the Buffalo game before he went top shelf. Uh, So you learned to MacBook edit. Yes. And I read a book on John McEnroe. So there we go. We're even. Well, sir. How about that? That's symmetry. And that's yes. why our pro broadcasters at that. And Austin Matthews certainly is a pro. So is John Tavares. I had to hashtag Isles when he danced the Winnipeg defenseman. Great pass to Willie Nylander in a big time moment in this game. Here's the captain, John Tavares. Hey, John, how, how do you guys not let frustration creep into your game when you're playing so well and just not, not getting anything past uh, the reigning Vesna trophy winner? Well, I think we just uh, have a lot of belief in our group and, uh, uh, the way we've played to this point in the season. I think we know the type of talent, the type of team we have. Um, tremendous depth. We've had guys step up at all different points throughout the season. So um, it's a 60-minute game for a reason, and, and uh, you keep competing till the end. I think just having the right mindset and attitude, um, and especially when you're doing a lot of good things, uh, you're competing hard, and uh, just the nature of, of uh, 
you know, the ups and downs. Sometimes it's, everything seems to kind of be going in. Other times uh, you're facing good goalies. Things just aren't going in, so you just got to stay with it. Next up, we'll go to Terry Koshay, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Terry. Uh, so, John, the, the team completes the first half of this shortened season with 40 points. Um, I'd imagine you're probably quite satisfied with that. But, uh, you know, what can be done now as the second half gets underway right away on uh, Saturday night uh, overall? Yeah, I don't think we uh, think about it a whole lot like that. Um, I think, uh, you know, we're uh, obviously uh, in a good spot to this point in the season. Um, a lot of things we want to continue to get better at and improve in. And obviously coming off of uh, losing three in a row, got a big uh, win tonight with just staying with it. So, you know, we want to build off this and, and really get back to uh, uh, some of those games where we're controlling right from uh, right from the get-go and really uh, – um, dictating play and putting the pressure on our opponents and obviously continue to give ourselves the best chance to finish as high as we can um, in the regular season to set us up. Uh, um. Next question. Sorry, John, we, we lost you there. Sorry we'll about to, that. We'll go to Kristen Shelton, TSN. Go ahead, Kristen. Uh, John, William was just saying that as a line, you guys have, have worked hard to improve. What do you like the most about where you're at right now as a group? Well, I like what we're doing a lot without the puck, which I think setting up a lot of good things offensively. And then uh, when we do get the puck, I like the way we're just filling spacing, filling three lanes, offensive zone, uh, uh, trying to create good spacing, uh, spread the uh, spread the opponent out, uh, open up plays in the middle of the ice. And I think something we're getting better, but we can do even more of is just find more ways to get some more pucks to the net. Um, but, uh, I think just our ability to, uh, uh, continue to play in motion and, and create good spacing and, and, uh, set each other up to, to extend plays, extend possessions and, and, uh, obviously get looks on that. We'll go to Steve Simmons, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Steve. Try that again. You're on mute, Steve. John, the assist on Willie's goal um, seemed like one of the best plays you've made this year. And, and the smile on your face that came afterwards, how good did that feel? Yeah, I mean, obviously you want to make plays, especially uh, important moments uh, in games. Uh, uh, so just uh, trying to go out there and execute and, and uh, um, play my game and obviously take what's available. So, um, yeah, nice, uh, nice to come through and make a play and great for Willie to uh, – been a great spot uh, uh, to put it for me to put it there, and then obviously a great finish by him. And last one here, we'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. John, what was your perspective watching the final crazy sequence in overtime and the play Austin ultimately made to win it? Yeah, uh, obviously we we, we thought uh, maybe a penalty should have been called, but that's the way it goes. The guys uh, just stayed with it. Uh, you know, Freddie was so strong all night. Um, they were with. The, <laughs> you know, what felt like forever. And then uh, uh, obviously an uh, on-man rush for us and uh, just an incredible goal by Mats. Uh, was so fast, uh, just forehand and backhand, incredible uh, set of hands. He's got, uh, uh, you know, a special player, made a special play and uh, great to get, get that result. The most professional of professionals there, John Tavares, the captain. Yeah, using the Mike Babcock, special, special player. I'll tell you something, I don't think he's being truthful. What were you thinking? I'm thinking, why are those guys still out there? He's one of the next three to go in overtime. They had a long, long, long shift. And if Austin Matthews had missed and had to skate back from behind then, anyway, uh, they won. John Tavares being the consummate captain. 
But you tweeted it out, man. That's a highlight reel play he made assisting on Willie Nylander's goal. Question: If uh, if Winnipeg goes on to score after the blatant slash, there, do they set fire to the Gardener in Toronto, or is there a riot? I, I, not riots, but you know what? I I I don't mind seeing a uh, a bit of. Well, I I like the way it ended up. If you you know we're Leaf Nation, that's our audience. But yeah, it would have been one of those kind of old fashioned. Does the coach walk on the ice and start you know yelling at the ref and <laughs> those types of things, which don't happen so much anymore. We'll leave it at that for now. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. Upcoming, Chris Johnston. Uh, we'll hear from Sheldon Keefe as well after this 4-3 OT win. Austin Matthews, the winner. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Here's Tavares. Back the other way. Nice move in the goal. Scores! Willie Nylander on a beautiful pass from Tavares. He wasted no time getting rid of it, and this game is finally tied. Hell of a call there from Joe Bowen, and sadly that goal and that move by John Tavares will be overshadowed by Austin Matthews' ridiculous OT winner. 4-3 the final here against the Winnipeg Jets. We'll link up momentarily with Chris Johnson, Nick Alberga, and Gord Stelic with you. Let's keep in mind as well, Leafs took a late penalty. Uh, Zach Bogosian, they killed it off. PK had been a problem for them a late. So anyway, it's just a, a lot of a lot of real positive things and things going right. And the Maple Leafs being persistent to come up with a win in a very exciting game. All right, let's bring in uh, Chris Johnson now to talk about this one, a 4-3 OT win. As somebody who tweeted something a week ago, how do you feel tonight? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about with the tweet. But, uh... <laughs> what a game, man. Nuts. Yeah. It, it was nuts. You might need them to fix my line. All I can do is hear my own voice in the, in the phone. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, uh, we'll try to get you back in one second. That's Chris Johnson. Uh, momentarily. You're oh, good okay. to go. He's good now. Okay. No, but is he hearing the echo? We'll find out if he's still hearing the echo. Chris, are you there? That way. Uh, so, you know, you know, the thing I like about the game tonight, Chris, every now and then you can just be a fan. We cover so many games and watch it that way. This is going to be one of the, uh, probably the few regular season games that you remember for the ages. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. You know, it, it it was just so interesting because the way the last game played out where Hellebuck had, had – this is where I think actually now that I, I kind of step back, you know, this is where having multiple games in a row can, can sort of compound, I think, the enjoyment, the interest, because Hellebuck had played so well, you know, late in, in the game uh, two nights ago. And then, you know, Toronto's throwing everything at him, all these great A's, the breakaways, and you just wonder, can they can they beat him? And, and so I, I think it added sort of a nice – um, you know, context to what was happening. It wasn't just a random game. It's sort of something that's been building over a couple of days. Obviously, the Leafs had lost a few games. They grabbed the lead, then they give up, you know, a goal, and then you get the overtime. I mean, uh, that was if if people had paid to be in the building, they would have got their money's worth. And uh, fortunately, everyone watching at home, you know, I, I would imagine enjoyed that because from I'm with you guys. That was that was one of the better games I've I've seen this year just for for pure entertainment. Yeah, and you're right and I, I was referencing your your juggernaut tweet from a week ago which I think you were bang <laughs> on and I still agree with like again, uh, the sky always seems to be falling. You lose a couple games in this market it's the end of the world, but I, I think Chris they really showed me something tonight to battle back the way Connor Hellebuck was playing in this game to find a way to win this hockey game I think was huge for me. How do you feel about it? Yeah, and I think it was who was pulling the rope, you know, like it was yeah. it was the Leafs big guys that were generating all the offense that, that that seemed determined, right? Like they weren't the ones obviously there were some shots of them getting frustrated on the bench or what have you, looking at this guy after chances, but you know, it wasn't the frustration wasn't showing in their play. They just kept at it until they finally broke through. And 
you know, what we're seeing really to me this season is, is the maturity of those players. I mean, this is their fifth year in the league in terms of Toronto's, you know, big, big stars. And, you know, they, they haven't yet had the kind of success they wanted the team. And I think, you know, we've seen all of them take steps with their play, with their, their attitude, they're just, they're, they're everything. And, and, um, you know, that's natural that that's what happens when you start as an 18 year old in the league and you get to 23, you're a little bit more confident in what you need to do. And so, you know, I think that that's, that's where I would say that the good signs were, even if they had a loss this and, and we'd probably then be talking about some of the giveaways, you know, the Leafs didn't give up much in this game, but a couple chances they did were pretty dangerous and with the wrong players on the Jets team getting them. But, um, you know, the fact that the, the, the big guys just kept, kept at it and, and, you know, finally got the team to two points. Uh, overtime's exciting enough with three on three, but that, <laughs> that one it would just add to what we remember. And you know, if Austin missed, I think they would have been so gassed, like it would have been a three on zero coming back the other way. So it just added to the whole uh, whole element. Wow, what a what what a scenario! The three on two for seemingly twenty seconds till a very tired Morgan Riley got a stick and came back to join them. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was such that when Austin was asked about it afterwards on the Zoom with the reporters, he said he couldn't remember it. And you know, that's notable to me because what's, what I've always found interesting, especially among the best players in the game, is like they have crazy picture memories to to be able to describe things that happen in the game. Like, I, I think it, it kind of the spatial awareness or something explains part of what their their gifts are. And but but literally, fatigue was everyone was in the red at that point. It was just you know bouncing off the empty there for for everyone on the ice and and. You know, Austin still playing with with basically one good hand. Uh, you know, made that move. Uh, you know, I, I hope people in Toronto. I'm sure everyone understands that this guy is next level. And you know, Mitch Marner too. I thought tonight had a great game. Nylander was great. I mean, we, we could we could throw the praise all over the place. But this is why the Leafs should feel good. This is why they should get the buzz of the Stanley Cup uh, contender. And and. You know, I think this is why I called him a juggernaut, even though uh, somehow that's that's angered the internet here in the last week. <laughs> You'll be okay, my man. Uh, very appreciative, no doubt, of Austin Matthews. And lastly, I wanted to ask you where you sit on, on, on Freddie Anderson. And I get it. Like, there always seems to be a scapegoat. You lose a couple games. It's on the goaltending. But w- what do you make of Freddie Anderson? And can he be the guy, in your opinion, to lead this team to the promised land? Oh, that remains to be seen. You know, I don't have a tremendous amount of confidence um, and what I've seen from him, you know, in the big games in the past, you know, I think that that's part of the narrative around him is, is, you know, certainly the game seven losses in Boston, not to go all the way back to that. They're not by any stretch short, sort of, you know, on his shoulders, but, you know, there were some leaky goals in those games and, and, you know, game one against Columbus last year, there's, you know, one, nothing game where the one shouldn't have got by him. So, you know, I, I, I don't feel a tremendous amount of confidence in him. You know, I, I don't know that the Leafs necessarily need him to, to be stealing games. I mean, I think one great fact for this organization is that, is generally they're they're controlling the puck so much that you know they're, they're not having too many nights where it's it's them getting peppered with the shots. So, you know, obviously there's going to be some here and there, but not generally the way that the the games go. And so I think that they just need him or Jack Campbell, uh, maybe Michael Hutchinson, the way the season's gone to. To not let in too many, you know, soft ones, and it should be good enough for them to win. But, you know, it's still a huge question mark. It's going to be a huge talking point for us once we get to the first round of the playoffs. And, frankly, until he goes and does it, those questions will be there. I just think it's, you know, it's impossible to ignore the fact that, you know, his his play is is declined. I mean, he was a better goalie three years ago, and I don't know if that's age or the injuries or 
or, or what. Uh, but, you know, the one thing I can say for sure is the team's playing better in front of him this season than they have in years gone by. And so he doesn't have to, to save the day and be a superhero, but I think they, they, they're they looking for a little more consistency from him here, uh, you know, as we keep going. And again, off the ice's story in the NHL world tonight, the extension for Jordan Bennington, you wonder what that means and how it correlates to Freddie Anderson. But we'll leave it at that. CJ, thanks so much for this. Really, really appreciate it. No problem. Jordan Bennington might be starting in Beijing for Team Canada the way Ooh, things are going. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Right. He's got his money. Now he's he's looking for that Olympic spot. We shall see. Thanks so much, CJ. Take care. Okay, guys. There you have it, Chris Johnson. That's Gord Selig. I'm Nick Alberga. Gord, we're going to hit the break because uh, we're going to hear from Sheldon Keefe, and he's going to gloat about Willie Nylander. Can't wait to hear this. The Maple Leafs win at 4-3 here in OT. Austin Matthews, number 21 on the season, the winner. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet, 5-9 of the fan. Let our trained professionals help you come down from the high of the game here on the Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. All right, welcome back. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you on Leafs Nation postgame following a 4-3 OT victory here against the Winnipeg Jets in game two of a three-game set. Austin Matthews, the OT winner, don't forget, coming up in less than 15 minutes from now. It's Sportsnet tonight with Andy McNamara and George Russick. Uh, stay tuned as the postgame continues to flow in. For now, we're going to hear from the head coach of the Maple Leafs, Sheldon Keefe. Sheldon, what do you like about uh, your team's performance going up uh, against a goalie who was clearly on top of his game and, and seeming not to get too frustrated and just sticking with uh, your program? Yeah, I would say that was just it. Just, you know, just staying with it and uh, continuing to get to the net and continue, continue to work for our opportunities. You know, we had talked about it. They said, you know, I didn't, uh, once again, I, I didn't I didn't hate our game. I thought we were playing pretty well. You know, we gave them, you know, we gave them a couple of, great opportunities to score and they did you know we don't want to give them those chances of course but uh you know, i really aside from that didn't didn't uh dislike much about our game uh the difference was you know we had missed a lot of chances a lot of breakaways and things like that that hadn't gone in for us and we just had to to stay with it and have confidence that we were gonna you know score enough to be able to win but not not give them the next one which was important of course we ended up giving them ultimately the goal to tie it right at the you know towards the end there but um you know i thought by and large it was a good third period and we got what we wanted out of it next up we'll go to terry koshan toronto sun go ahead terry sean i know the first game in this series obviously didn't go in your favor but i imagine it's uh, pretty encouraging through through these two games with the um not only the chances you're getting, but the amount of time you're spending in the Jets' end. And, you know. Yeah, I think really, so. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Terry, did I cut you off there? No, no, that's that's fine. But just the idea that you're in that that end a lot and, um, you know, you think these things are going to fall for you sooner rather than later, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's <clears throat> it's a tough thing, right? I mean, we don't get the result we wanted the other night. But as I as I said, I, I, I thought we played a pretty good game. We just – you, know, you can't you can't give them free goals and you can't have um, you can't make mistakes at bad times that just give them free looks and I thought we did that for their two certainly their first two goals um, tonight and, and I didn't like that but um, we were generating a lot you know it just felt like a matter of time before it would go in for us and but the guys were really working you know I thought Willie Nylander had his best game of the season today. He was he was outstanding. It was great to see him 
get rewarded with a goal because you know he certainly earned it uh, with with how he was playing. But yeah, I, I I have been really encouraged. At the same time, you're you know the way the game had went. I mean, we you know very easily could have been on the other side of this one here tonight, you know, and then it would have been difficult for us to. How do you frame that, right? How do you stay with it? And the fact that you're not getting the results and all of that. So to get rewarded with the win certainly feels good. And, you know, we hope that we can now just continue with the similar type of process we've had, you know, not, not give them uh, the, what I call sort of the freebie looks at our net with the two on ones. But um, by and large, I, I thought our, our teams played you know, a pretty, excuse me, done a pretty good job uh, in, in both games here. And it's good to get two points today. Disappointed to give them one. Next up, we'll go to Mark Zelensky, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Mark. Sheldon, I, I would assume you'd put Austin out in overtime if he was skating on one leg, but what does it say about uh, the goal he scored uh, in what seemed like another night where his wrist wasn't 100%? Elite talent. You know, he's, uh, he's a star. That's what, that's what they do. I mean... You know, the condition of his of his hand and stuff aside, um, he was quite tired there too. You know, that was a long shift. Long shift in overtime. Overtime shifts are difficult. Uh, just to have the energy to get up the ice, put himself in that spot, uh, you know, amongst chaos of the broken stick and all of that nonsense that was happening. Uh, it's That's big time stuff. Thank you. We'll go to Luke Fox, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Luke. Obviously, it paid off, but what prompted the switch of putting Hyman with Matthews and Marner and, and Jumbo with Willie and, and Tavares? Yeah, just, you know, uh, just just trying to change things up. Obviously, we know Hyman's had, you know, a great deal of success in that spot. Uh, so, you know, we get down in the game again and, you know, just wanted to change some things. I've been wanting to try Jumbo with with John and Will for some time. Uh, so it gave me a chance to do that. At the same time, it, it allowed me to play Kerfoot with Engvall and Mikheyev, which I thought was important just to have another skater with lots of speed there. Like we were, we were trying to get them as much as we could against, uh, you know, Ehlers and Connor and Dubois. Uh, so I wanted to have an, another guy with lots of speed on that line and just, you know, just worked out that way uh, well for us. We'll go to Jonas Siegel, the athletic. Go ahead, Jonas. Hey, Sheldon, you mentioned William. I'm just wondering what stood out to him or stood out about him tonight for you. Just looked determined. Uh, determined to score, determined to make a difference. Starts the game with a blocked shot. He's right in the lane. You know, it's and at that time in the game, that's what the game called for. You know, that's what we've been asking our guys to do, you know, is, is at, at different times step out of character a little bit and uh, deliver on what the game calls for. And that early in the game, just, you know, he's got to get in the lane. He's got to do a good job preventing that puck from getting to our net. He blocks it, gets rewarded with a breakaway. Uh, I just thought there's a number of examples like that. Um, he's been all over the net, making plays, doing a lot of good things with the puck, um, a ton of opportunities to score. And, and then, you know, a great individual effort by JT, uh, to find him, and you know that's that's a great shot. It's not an easy shot to make across the body like that as a righty uh, to to bury it like that. That's just another you know big time goal. Uh, and I just thought he also really worked away from the puck today. Uh, a lot of times he's getting back and stripping guys and and uh, creating turnovers in the neutral zone. 
those are the kind of things that uh, we need from him consistently. And, you know, today I thought he was a real difference maker. Last one here. We'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Sheldon Austin mentioned that Zach's, Zach Hyman has been showing off his hands a bit here at the last little stretch. What growth have you seen in that area of, of his game? Because we know, obviously, what he does in the other parts. Yeah, he's just he, he's got a lot of confidence. You know, he's, he's holding on to pucks a lot more here now. I think over, as we look at and reflect on the last, uh, you know, the, you know, last season and coming back into this season, he's just, you know, he's adjusted his game here. You know, we're encouraging him to hang on to the puck a little more, uh, encouraging him to look for line mates and make plays when they're there, encouraging him to challenge defensemen with his speed and the way he protects the puck. You know, um, we know he's great at retrieving the puck and those kind of things, and we still obviously need that from him, but you know, I love the way he challenges defensemen, doesn't let them off the hook, doesn't, you know, doesn't make it so they can go back for a puck and, you know, all the time. And sometimes he's just burying his head and, you know, challenging them to try to take it from him. And that's that mindset. I think uh, defensemen don't like that. And uh, it opens up a lot of things for him and, and it's created more space for him. So now he's attacking middle ice and making plays and getting shots in the middle of the rink. There's a lot of things happening in his game that, uh, are really good, really encouraging for our team, no matter where we're playing him. He's just, he's just being himself. And, and I think he's, you know, he's, he's adding different layers to his game offensively. All right. There is Sheldon Keefe, no doubt about that. And it's just outstanding to me how the narrative can change in like three weeks where everybody's gushing over Willie Nylander tonight. And rightfully so. I thought, I thought he was really, really yeah. good. And, and again, uh, 10 days ago, and we're not there asking the questions. So not every question is that way, but they get so deep and introspective, like Oprah's interview with the royal family. Like just you know, whatever you have good You're very games, topical. bad games. I like that about you. Yeah, I said I'm up on stuff. I'm uh, I'm da- I'm down with it. Uh, Nick is what <laughs> the kids say nowadays. But just you know, just we we get so deep about stuff. And Willie Nylander, he just goes out. He's been played great the last little while. You made a a real good point as well. Like Mark Shifley and Blake Wheeler, they played a lot of minutes and they weren't noticeable. And, I, and that's where the team, again, the even though there were some faux pas that led to goals against, but the team defensive concept we've talked about, you know, the, the Maple Leafs had that by and large for the bulk of tonight's game. Really crazy as we look at the out-of-town scoreboard before we wrap here, uh, Columbus and John Tortorella, the hot seat uh, gets hotter, you would think. They were up 4-1, lose at 5-4 in OT, but the concerning part is the guy they picked up in a trade in January and the body language for Patrick Lane in the post-game Zoom call. Well, also, he, he got he got less ice time or benched at the end, whatever yeah. it may be. What's his quote again? I, lo- I love the quote you uh, said. The quote was great. Let me find it quickly, but... Um, you get something about, I, th- I thought I was playing well, but I yeah. guess I was wrong. I thought I was playing good, but I guess I thought wrong. <laughs> so that marriage off to a great start. Yeah, last one, he kind of he kind of took it. This one, not so much. And how about a marriage off to a start? The world's most intriguing man, Daryl Sutter, period number two. They're up 2 nothing. are the Calgary Flames over Montreal, and it's a former Leaf, Josh Levo. Two goals, his second and third of the season, and Sam Bennett has an assist on one of them, so... Wow. Uh, uh, instant results so far. Again, it's uh, about a minute left in the second period in that game. I love the box score in that game. Like Levo, Sam Bennett, Derek Ryan. Those are like <laughs> Daryl Sutter guys to a T. Like yeah. Johnny Goodrow dropped the gloves or something here, Gordo. Yeah, no, exactly. So getting in, it's a very, very important game from otherwise out of town scores. Like you said, Pittsburgh beat yeah. Buffalo, uh, Chicago, uh, I guess Dallas for nothing. And, 
you know, just more and more we're getting the have and have nots, the kind of a divide. There were some four-point games that were needed by certain teams. Nashville needed it. They lost 5-1 to Carolina. So, you know, they're further and further teams are digging themselves a deeper hole. And uh, lastly, Gord, we look at the uh, North Division standings before we wrap up. And don't forget, coming up Saturday night, starting at 6.30 uh, local time again, it's uh, game three of a three-game set here between the Maple Leafs and the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, and Toronto gains a point on Winnipeg tonight in the standings. There we go. They're, they've been stocking points and uh, in first place right now. And let's see if they can basically do it from uh, start to finish, be the first-place team in that North Division Saturday, give me more of the same. I've loved these first two games. Like Chris Johnston said, these have been very entertaining games against the Winnipeg Jets. I, I hope we get that, and I expect that we get that. We'll get that in game number three right here on the Fan 590 on Saturday. And quickly, easy decision in the back-to-back. You go Anderson Saturday, Hutchinson Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm with you. They got Ottawa coming up on Sunday, so we'll see Michael Hutchinson and we'll see Freddie Anderson. But a much-needed two points for the Maple Leafs, Austin Matthews. The OT winner, 4-3. The final many thanks to Chris Johnson, Sam McKee, and Danielle Furtado and Gord Stelic, the most professional of broadcasters. I'm Nick Alberga. Stay tuned for Sportsnet tonight with Andy McNamara and George Rusick.